Na-miss niyo na bang makinig ng podcast on your commute? Or to get that motivation before you start your day? Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with Season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig, at mas inspiring. Kakasama natin si Nabianca Gonzalez. It will be uncomfortable sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone. Pero you have to like keep pushing the needle. Joelle. My first date was the most perfect rom-com scenario ever, honestly. <laughs> Plus, ang creator ng Home Buddies and Hangout Buddies Communities na si Francis Cabatuando. Sobrang iba pag solo travel. Just like you're in a different place, nobody knows you, and you're just out there to connect with other individuals. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. Five minutes lang, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka man pumapodcast. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Ang sarap ng panahon sa simula ng taon, no? Malamig ang simoy ng hangin, kaya may lingering Christmas feels. Tapos, kahit pahirap ang maligo, ninanamnam mo yung malayelong temperature ng tubig kasi alam mong hindi forever yon. Tapos biglang, pagpa-March na, may parang switch na nagsasabing, Summer na! Oras na para mag-beach! Ang kaso, hindi ka pa pwedeng mag-leave sa trabaho, so sa bahay ka muna kung work from home. Nagpapawis kasi walang aircon. We are so aware of the temperature, of how hot or cold our surroundings are, in moments like these. We relish the times when we can bundle up in a sweater and cozy against the loved one. At pagtaginit naman, kulang nalang ipasok natin ang sarili natin sa ref tuwing bubuksan natin to para kumuha ng tubig o juice. This measure of how hot or cold it is, Ramdam na ramdam natin yan. We can sense it. Mainit, malamig. But we know that this measure has more far-reaching consequences and impacts than just sensation on our skin. I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. And in this show, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. In this episode of A Better Normal, we'll talk about the future. What does our changing climate say about how hot or cold our days and nights will be? About the weather patterns in our area? About when disaster will strike? And how can we make sure that we, all of society, work together to keep our communities safe and thriving? This is the final episode of a four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines. What does our future look like? Our scientists have been busy figuring out the answers to this question. And key to this is something called climate projections. Here's Dr. Faye Cruz. She heads the Regional Climate Systems Laboratory at the Manila Observatory. They provide scientific guidance to disaster mitigation and long-term climate adaptation policy development. So, climate projections. 
climate projections give us a picture, some idea of what the climate would look like in the future. Are we going to have more warm days, more warm nights? Will there be more rainy days or dry days? Are we going to experience more typhoons and so on? And to get these projections, scientists use climate models. We won't get too technical, but basically, math equations are involved in climate models. On top of that, different types of information go into these models. Topography, land use, and other drivers of climate, including greenhouse gas concentrations. These gases come from different sources that could be from natural and human activities, like industry, waste, energy, forests, agriculture, and transportation. It is these heat-trapping gases in the atmosphere that have been increasing in concentration and are now at the highest levels in at least 2 million years, which has caused global surface temperatures to have increased at a rate that is unprecedented in at least the last 2,000 years. Climate projections are based on emission scenarios that come from socioeconomic scenarios that consider different factors, future developments, population trends, energy and land use, and so on, including whether we do nothing and continue business as usual, or reduce or avoid greenhouse gas emissions. Okay, so scientists have an idea of what may happen in the future, and this depends in huge part on whether we do nothing to curb our greenhouse gas emissions or work really hard to reduce it. Kung optimistic tayo, scientists say that in one scenario, we can limit global warming levels to below 1.5 degrees Celsius by the end of the century if we have very low CO2 emissions. In another scenario naman, we can limit global warming to below 2 degrees Celsius by the end of the century if we have low CO2 emissions. We will see greater changes in climate, including extreme heat, heavy rainfall, drought, sea level rise, at 2 degrees compared to 1.5 degrees global warming in most regions, which would be even more widespread and or pronounced above 2 degrees of global warming. In Southeast Asia, temperatures will increase and extreme heat events will become more intense and more frequent. Optimistic na tayo sa lagay na yan, Very low and low CO2 emissions pa ang pinag-uusapan natin dito. At para hanggang low or very low CO2 emissions lang tayo, kailangan nating bilisan ang pagpababa ng greenhouse gas emissions, reaching net zero CO2 emissions by 2050, at pagkatapos nun, dapat net negative CO2 emissions na. Ibig sabihin ng net zero, we still release CO2 in the atmosphere, but an equal amount of these emissions are removed from it. Ang ibig naman sabihin ng negative CO2 emissions, you remove more CO2 from the atmosphere than you emit. Definitions aside, we already know that we'll have increased global warming. It's just a matter of how bad it'll be. And these measurements, itong below 1.5 degrees Celsius at saka below 2 degrees Celsius, malaki ang pinagkaiba niyan. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says, Every amount of warming matters. Just imagine. Rainfall will generally increase in northern parts of Southeast Asia. Ibig sabihin, dadami ang amount ng ulan sa bandang hilaga ng Pilipinas. Whereas summer rainfall is projected to decrease in areas in the maritime continent. Ibig sabihin, mababawasan ang pag-ulan sa panahon ng tag-init. 
extreme precipitation and flooding will become more frequent and more intense. Ibig sabihin, ang mabigat na pag-ulan at ang pagbaha ay mas madalas na nating mararanasan at lalala pa. We expect also fewer tropical cyclones affecting Southeast Asia, including the Philippines, but the frequency of intense tropical cyclones will increase. Mababawasan man ang mga bagyong dadaan sa bansa, mas dadalas ang pagdalaw ng mga matitinding bagyo. Now, let's go back to temperature. Did you know that the Philippines had been warming at 0.1 degrees Celsius per decade from 1951 to 2015? At mas mabilis pa ang pagtaas ng nighttime temperatures natin, 0.15 degrees Celsius per decade. Ayon yan sa pag-asa. Buti sana kung lumalakas din ang electric fan. Kaso, tatlong setting lang yun, di ba? And this warming will continue depending on how much greenhouse gases we emit. It's a range of 0.9 degrees to 2.3 degrees Celsius by around 2036 to 2065. Malapit na yun. Many parts of the country are projected to experience drier conditions on average, especially over Mindanao, except for northwest Luzon where rainfall may increase in the future. However, extreme rainfall events that can lead to flooding can still occur. We talked in the previous episodes about this. This affects everyone, from our farmers to our fisherfolk, and how long they spend out at sea and in the fields to catch fish and plant seeds and make sure we all have food on the table. This affects our indigenous people and local communities, including whether they can put their spirituality into practice. This affects our islands, from the children who have to swim to school because of tidal flooding to the families who have to rebuild their homes after storm surges. So it's vital to limit global warming to below 1.5 degrees Celsius. But how do you make this task more urgent? Architect Arlene Lusterio is leading Dantaon, a project that creates visual renditions of what five communities would look like 100 years from now based on climate projections. Yeah, so this is one graphic translation of uh, an island. I think this is part of Manikani Island. Manikani is an island in Giwan, eastern Samar, among those hardest hit by Super Typhoon Yolanda in 2013. You can see before no, the island, what's visible, no? and then uh, say after 100 years, what could happen. No? So significantly, because of sea level rise, malaki talaga yung mawawala. And yet people don't know about this because what's 100 years? No? We are more concerned about the present. And it's so difficult for them to understand what could happen to them in the far future. But with these translations, it brings to the consciousness of the people, especially those people in those sites no, who will be affected, what could possibly happen. It could make them start thinking no, and be more aware no. Architect Arlene is now gathering volunteers to make these graphic translations and to document the stories on the ground from communities who are already affected by climate change. Because, she says, People don't believe it if they don't feel it. No? We always learn from experience. If you don't experience it, tagal natin matuto. At hindi tayo pwedeng maghintay na maranasan pa natin to bago tayo kumilos. Mahalaga ang trabahong ginagawa ni Architect Arlene. Mahalaga ang pag-visualize. Mahalaga ang pagkukwento. At 
Mahalaga ang mga salita. Communicating it in a language that could be understood by the people is very important. And we have learned that lesson when you have all these reports, what Dr. Faye presented, people would not be able to grasp what climate change is. That's attorney Leslie Cordero. She's a senior disaster risk management specialist at the World Bank. When I was back in government in 2010 to 2015, at the height of Typhoon Yolanda, even if you tell them that there will be a storm surge, president going out, doing a public service announcement, cutting all programming, people knew that it's something that's uh, scary, but they don't know what it means. So we need to do a better job in helping them imagine what the climate risks, what these scenarios or projections would look like vis-a-vis the impact of something that they have experienced. So we could have said that similar to what happened in Japan, a tsunami-like event. Or we can also talk about the flooding. Imagine what Metro Manila looked like back in 2009 when we were hit by tropical uh, storm Ondoy. And then they can start feeling that and evoke that feeling of, we don't want that to happen to us. Ayoko ma-stop doon sa EDSA kasi ang taas na ng tubig. Advice pa ni Attorney Leslie, information has to be packaged in a way that's interesting, fun, and short. At hindi lang to para sa mga affected communities, ha? the same approach has to be employed for decision makers. Kasi sila rin mismo, based on her experience in government, short attention span. The most powerful storytellers are not the scientists, are not the specialists or experts or professionals. They are the community members, the people who were affected. And we have tested this when we were trying to pilot a training program to encourage local governments to prepare recovery plans and rehabilitation plans even before a disaster happens. So, di ba, mahirap yung sabihin mo sa kanila na kailangan natin mag-prepare. Because ang dami pa nilang kailangan gawin. And what we found very helpful was that when we had people who were affected by Typhoon Yolanda raising their hands and saying, if I will prepare now, I will have a better chance that I will get funding the moment a disaster hits, the moment the next major typhoon or earthquake lands, because I am ready. And we also heard this from local chief executives, mayors who were affected by Typhoon Ulysses, Rolly, and Kinta, the more recent ones. And we also had people who were affected by the pandemic. And now, when they tell the story, it's not just about one large-scale disaster. They were also talking about how to prepare for compounding shocks. Architect Arlene. People learn from experience. Uh, doesn't move people into action. But Dr. Faye has this reminder. Another area where they're very experienced, for example, for with typhoons is Batanes. And so they built their houses and their communities. Or they know what to do if there's an incoming typhoon. So it also helps to, to listen to their experience, to their knowledge. See, you know, the sharing of best practices. But it's also important to know that what works for them might not necessarily work for other communities. So it's good to have an idea of what the others are doing, but to also um, see what their local context is.
Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig at mas inspiring. Hi everyone, this is Bianca Gonzalez. Hi everyone, I'm Joel. Hello, I'm Francisca Batuando. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. 5 minutes lang, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, o kung saan ka man podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There are so many ways that we can help communities imagine what the future can look like so that they can prepare and adapt today. We already heard the hard facts earlier. Global warming is a reality. It's just a matter of how bad it'll get. Kaya kailangan talagang magsama-sama ng iba't ibang sektor para tugunan ito. Attorney Leslie talks about how the World Bank supports the Department of Science and Technology and its GeoRisk PH platform. It's an integrated platform where all the hazards are already layered. But one challenge right now is the climate extremes, the climate risk information are not yet integrated. So the USD is trying to work closely with PAGASA and uh, the other people in academia and institutions focus on this to slowly integrate some of these information and overlay uh, some of these information in their platform. The next step for the World Bank is to train local officials so they can use this platform. The hope is that these officials can then use this knowledge when they craft their plans for climate change action, disaster risk reduction and management, and land use. Planning better means improved programs, projects, and activities. Another satisfying, gratifying stories that these practitioners on the ground, local planners, are saying is that important, important po yung information, yung data, and Part ng process of this GeoRisk is yung data pool for local government units na magsha-share din sila ng information and ilalagay nila sa system para yung granularity of the data and information that the national government platform has would be improved. Hindi perfect, hindi mo rin force lahat ng LGUs, pero slowly because they see the value of getting access also to these maps and information then they're willing to share. And yun, maganda yun because before, pahirapan. Knowledge sharing. Building partnerships. Working across sectors. Sabi nila, it takes a village. In this case, it takes all of us to make our communities climate resilient. Here's Dr. Faye. It's also important that uh, there is that relationship between all the actors involved in this process. For example, in the science, it's always changing. So there are different uh, assumptions that as we continue to learn, we understand more, we try to improve these models, to improve these projections. And so it's important that we're able to communicate to everyone who is using this information, what are the updates, how is that relevant to me? 
Architect Arlene reminds us, however, that bringing people together is a daunting task. Uniting them under one goal is easier said than done. And considering the degree of poverty that we have now, and uh, if you look at the plans of government, which many are counter to climate resilient uh, response, uh, it's a big question uh, maybe one thing positive is we have the awareness <laughs> that we need to do this, but whether the political will is there, who has the political will no? to shine <laughs> and to really do the right thing? No? It's still a big question. Ibig sabihin, marami pang tatrabahuin at kukuyatin para mangyari yun. And uh, the influence must come from those empowered. It, no? So for CSOs, halimbawa, we are not that powerful. No? influence. It still remains with, with the local government unit, the national government agencies, and maybe like donor organizations like World Bank, you know. I mean, science can, MO is doing their role in sharing the science, but depending if it falls on deaf ears or or it's being taken seriously. And maybe we also need to look at the distribution of resources to local government units who are affected. Even if you have the political will, but you don't have the resources because you are a third or fourth or fifth class municipality, how do you deal with that uh, problem? And so when asked about her dream for vulnerable communities and what a better normal looks like, she says simply, Maybe for the government plans to be reflective of the needs of their constituents, especially in responding to climate change. And Doc Faye, despite being faced with the science every day, is optimistic about our future. Recently, we see that the Philippines has been ranked highest at risk to disasters. And this is because of our exposure, our high exposure to multiple hazards compounded by our high vulnerabilities and also lack of adaptive and coping capacities. But we can also see from that list countries that have also even higher exposure risk to, to the hazards like uh, China, Mexico, Japan, but they have lower risk than the Philippines because they have low vulnerabilities or they have good adaptive and coping capacities. So I think that's a good indication that even if we are exposed to these multiple hazards, we can still reduce our risk if we reduce our vulnerabilities through adaptation and resilience. Attorney Leslie says that in this regard, we have to highlight the stories of best practices, which is also what we've been trying to do over the last four episodes of A Better Normal. The dream is to have communities that will no longer need the World Bank, will no longer need civil society organizations or private sector uh, to support them. They will need local governments, they will need national government, but on their own, they have the coping mechanism. And they have institutionalized some governance mechanism to be able to cope with changing climate and disaster risks. And I think aside from being resilient themselves, the ability to work with other communities, to mentor, to coach, uh, to partner with other communities who are not yet that resilient, and for communities to be able to have a platform and a voice to share their stories so that they could encourage others uh, to do the same, as well as to highlight the, the resilience of the Filipinos, not just in the Philippines, but also at the regional and global level. Because we have a lot of good stories uh, of resilient communities, but uh, we need to amplify their voices so that others would follow. Dr. Faye. My climate dream is for 
communities too, and also future generations to live well, to live in a safe community, and uh, that decision makers and policy makers would take note of the science. Just to follow also, we need to, for communities to work together because climate change doesn't affect, you know, doesn't affect just one community or recognize political boundaries. So we really have to work together um, in adapting to these future changes. Again, I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. You've been listening to A Better Normal. This episode was produced by myself. It was put together by Carl Sayat. Carl Joe Javier provided editorial support. Thank you for listening to this four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines. At Puma Podcast, our goal is to share the joy, power, and value there is in listening. I think that's what I got from this series. We should listen to the stories of the farmers, the fisherfolk, the IPs performing their rituals by the river, the students wondering whether they should stay in their island communities or seek a better future in the city, the scientists putting together the data to see what the next 100 years have in store for us, the mayors whose towns were wiped out by super typhoons. Listening doesn't just give us the information we need to make the right decisions. It gives us empathy for others. And I believe this is what will prompt us to act now. If you want to do more listening, catch the full conversation among our resource persons on the Facebook page of Asia Society Philippines. Look for Ang Ating Kwentong Klima, Kwentong Kinabukasan in the Videos tab. If you're a local planner, you can also check out this tool that the OML Center just launched. It's called the ECCET Helper, so you can develop your local climate change adaptation plan with your area's identified risk in mind. This was developed with pilot LGUs and representatives of the Climate Change Commission, Department of the Interior and Local Government, and the Department of Budget and Management. Just go to eccethelper.omlopezcenter.org. We'll be taking a break, but are already preparing for another season of A Better Normal. Follow or subscribe to A Better Normal on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Maraming salamat po. Magbabalik ang 5 minutes lang with Season 2. Mas exciting, mas nakakakilig, at mas inspiring. Hi everyone, this is Bianca Gonzalez. Hi everyone, I'm Joelle. Hello, I'm Francisca Batuando. At marami pang iba. Let's talk about dating, growing your career, and everything in between. Five minutes long, where we learn how to navigate life from people who've cracked the code. Available soon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan ka man puma podcast.